Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It's good to be back with you. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. This is page one with LeVar and Mary for this Friday night, the last day of March, March 31st, 2023. From a business sense, it is the end of the first quarter of the year. Um, this year is already going kind of fast, and... Um, for those of you tonight who are in what I call Stormville, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here shortly. Uh, there is a line of severe storms that have hit the Midwest along with the South. Uh, do heed the warnings. Do take shelter. Little Rock already has seen a catastrophic uh, tornado tonight. Um, and so for all of you in the path of the storm, uh, take shelter if need be. Uh, we're glad that you are with us, and I am glad um, that this young lady, who is my dear friend, is back with me tonight. Wait, wait, let me get the music. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me cue it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mary's back. How are you? Yay! I'm recovering. We'll do it that way. Well, I'm recovering. Recovering from a long trip. It was a great trip. I am not complaining. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Heck, I'd do it again tomorrow if they'd let me. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun recovering from all that fun. Coming back to wind and rain and weirdness that's going on with the weather over here. And you bought a little bit of a cold or something, would you? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'm hoping I am wrong, and uh, I'm hoping that I'm right that it's just sinuses, and I'm wrong that it's something worse. So we'll, we, we shall see. Got me some tea and honey. I'll be good to go. Well, that's the wonderful reason why we take days off after we come back from trips. Now, me, I'm stupid. I don't do it. I need to start doing it. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, it should be mandatory. Yes, it should be. (laughs) Um, that you feel better soon, but I am happy that you are back. Um, the fine folks did not have to put up with my voice. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually, I was actually sick myself. And that was why, um, I would have, uh, been on last week, but, being as it was, uh, there is a bug that's going around that is not cool. Um, I found myself with chills of not a fever, a loss of appetite and fatigue for a couple of days. 
Uh, oh, it I'm was glad so I don't bad. Mine is just yeah, my face. And it was so bad. I was in bed all Sunday. Uh, I think I was only awake for about an hour. Whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, mine is just sinuses. It's pressure and and pain and, you know, if I take sinus medication, it does clear up. So it's only the sinuses, but it's moving to my throat. So, yay. I wish I knew. We would have had probably a retro moment commercial with, like, was it Tristan or whatever? It used to be the sinus pressure man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? We'll pick something up for you. <laughs> um. Well, since Mary is a little bit under the weather, since I am still kind of suffering for a little bit from allergies, I've got to kind of switch up the show on the fly here. I originally kind of had uh, some stories planned for tonight. Uh, but what I will do, because we have not been around for a little bit, and I think it's always kind of fun I to just kind of go um, kind of at will or willy-nilly. Uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, potpourri here. We've also got yay or nay tonight. <laughs> um, we also, because Mary is back, I have a few uh, smoking gun file stories. And <laughs> we've got Retro Mode of the Week, all of that coming up here shortly. Um, and I don't know what to call this segment. I think last uh, the last we met, I called it LeVar Files. I've been kind of like uh, back and forth on that um, yeah, about over the last week. Um, we could either call it the LeVar Files. Uh, we could either call it uh, the L file or the other one that I thought up, uh, the L you say? <laughs> <laughs> Which was the other one. But if anybody can think of one for that segment, let me know. Um, but I've got a good one tonight. Uh, it's actually a lesson in uh, – how can I put it? It is a lesson in probably reading ahead before you publicly announce something. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, if those of you who've watched the news and have probably seen it, uh, you saw the bad luck that a local councilman in Florida had when he was reading votes aloud. I'm going to play the clip for you if you didn't hear it. Uh, it's, it's a doozy. <laughs> That's a Tonight's L file. <laughs> or Lamar Files, or whatever you want to call it. For now, I'm just going to call it the Lamar Files until we find another name. Um, but uh, as I was saying, uh, I'm glad that you are back, and um, I guess I should also give a, a, since you've already been able to, but to give a hello to all of our friends that are listening across the pond. Um, mm, yeah, and I met a few new ones, so that's it's always fun to meet people that you, t- you know, interact with online oh. in real life and find out that they're not, you know, like a psycho murderer. That's always good. <laughs> it's extra good. <laughs> Yeah. Now you were someplace special. Bring a buddy. On... Always bring a buddy. <laughs> yes. I was gonna say that you were someplace special on St. Patrick's Day. I was in Scotland. I love Scotland. Oh my gosh. It it tried to kill me. It tried to kill me. It really did. 
But it was, oh, my God, it was so great. I'm going back. I needed to spend more time there. Three days was not enough. Um, <laughs> Scotland is all hills, if you didn't know that. The the highlands, they weren't lying. They went, they went up. I think everything was up. Everything was uphill. Like, you never went downhill. You started at the bottom. Um, it didn't matter if you were at the top of the hill the night before. You started at the bottom. Um, but yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was great. I got some good pictures and St. Patrick's Day in Scotland's a little weird, but you know what? It was fun. No green beer though. No green beer. A lot of Guinness. No green beer. Was that your first time having Guinness? No, I don't like Guinness. (laughs) It's not my first time having Guinness and I don't like Guinness. It's too thick. With two C's, um, for me, it's like R. So, no. Instead, <laughs> hmm. I had um, cider, which was really okay. good because we don't have it here in the States. No? No, not not alcoholic cider. I wonder why we don't. Especially with, like, the apples from Washington, hello. Instantaneous. <laughs> Just make it into alcohol. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Um, now, you also sent me a picture uh, of you going. Of course, if you're overseas and you want to try different food, why not go to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um. Uh, can I send so, you the outside of that picture, the the McDonald's outside? Because that's no, even I, no, funnier. No, I didn't get it. Okay, so you can go ahead and explain what I sent you. I have a lot of pictures to send you, by the way, but I sent you that one because that one was important. <laughs> I, I know it is of my favorite thing that I have an issue with, um, <laughs> but <laughs> the picture that she sent me, I, I was only a one-word response that I, I sent back to her. Um, but it was a picture of the menu board there. And on the menu board was the double McPlant. I don't know why anybody would want double or even a single. Um, my response was yuck. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have to ask, did you try the double McPlant? Oh God, no. What? No, not it. It's McDonald's. That would be a heck to the no with two L's. Um, the outside of that McDonald's, apparently it was a tavern before it was a McDonald's, which makes that even better. Um, nice. looks like a, it looks like a house. It looks like somebody took their home and put the golden arches right above the front porch and said, come on in. It was, I will send you the picture. It's so funny. I was like, what? Only here. <laughs> Like only here. Nine hundred year old building. Their house is a very, very, very fine house. But what did you have at McDonald's? I had uh, I I don't recall. I think I had a triple cheeseburger. I mean, I didn't do anything. You know, like I was traveling, so it's not a big deal. Um, Does it taste the same? I think I had a triple cheeseburger. cheeseburger. 
No, no, there's something different. I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it, but one of these days, their fries definitely are different, and I think it's the oil. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, the fact that there is none. Um, sorry, guys. Y'all have some bland food over there. You really do. Um, I love you. Close to my heart. Bland food. Um, for Oh, I did get to go to a place... In Scotland, it was burgers and beers, you know, hey, really um, creative there. But they had a peanut butter and jelly cheeseburger. Oh. So good. Yeah, it was so good. And I'm like, add a, just to make you mad, add a fried egg to it. Perfection. So if anybody from burgers and beers is listening, y'all still are awesome. Like the burger was great. I loved it. Add a fried egg. If you do, name it the Vegas, and I'm good to go. Nice. I'll come back and visit. Now, you said you had a uh, triple cheeseburger. So do they have a quarter pounder there? They do, yeah. Is it a quarter pounder, or is they it do. like, what's, what's the metric system? Yeah, on? like a kager or something, whatever the metric rate is. <laughs> the kilo, the quarter kilo. <laughs> no, it's actually called a quarter pounder. It's actually called a quarter pounder. I don't know why. Huh. But, yeah, I had to go through, and um, um, one of the things that they were like, oh, yeah, you know, I lost ten or I lost a stone or two stone over the last few months. And I'm like, I don't know what stones are. Uh... And then they say something in, in kilos, and I'm like, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> Put it in words <laughs> that I understand. <laughs> oh yeah, I would, uh, I would think that that would be confusing. And... Oh, the metric system is the tool of the devil. My car gets forty <laughs> rods to the hog's head, and that's the way I like it. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's a lot of. Oh, I lost two stone. No, <laughs> what does that equal? Oh, that's like. <laughs> 10 kilo. I don't know what that equals. <laughs> I've reached my pinnacle being able to switch between Fahrenheit and Celsius, people. <laughs> I'm at the top of my game. <laughs> oh. No, that's, you know, I'm going to work one of these days on getting that way. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I, I, will, I will try very hard um, to work on getting the one thing that I need to get there. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, because that's still, that's still needed. <laughs> I just can't go over there like I want to. Um, so I'll work on it. Actually, uh, I am kind of working on it now, but uh, I just need to not be lazy. But Passports are important, people. It's needed. <laughs> so, is it, by the way, regardless of whether you're going anywhere, just get a passport for identification. Yes. Like, let's say you're going on vacation from Illinois to Las Vegas. You bring a passport, you're not going to lose it because it's big. It's not just an ID. You don't forget it anywhere. Nope. By the way, people know who we are, so they, they we don't need no passport. We don't need no stinking passport. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need no stinking badges. 
<laughs> By the way, while you were over there in Scotland, um, there was a story that developed here that the Scotland's oldest tartan was found in a Highlands bog. Um, the piece of the traditional pattern fabric could date back 500 years, according to new research. Um, and the piece of material, uh, according to scientists, they said it survived because of the lack of air that was getting to it. The fabric was found almost 40 years ago in a peat bog, which is a type of wetland in the Glen Affric Valley, which is 50 miles west of Loch Ness. Um, it is believed to have been made in the 16th century, around the time of the reign of Mary, Queen of Scots. The 55 centimeter by 43 centimeter, which is 22 inches by 17 inches, piece of Scottish history is expected to go on display at the Scottish V&A Dundee Museum's Tartan Exhibit. Uh, there is no other known surviving piece of tartan from this period. So, yeah. Oh, I there bet you, you there's – if you went up to a pub in the Highlands, somebody over there is going to be like, no, this tartan has been in my family for generations. I guarantee it. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you what they said, but I guarantee that's what they're talking about. I'm sure they will. <laughs> this goes back to I the beginning to of time. I wanted to adopt a couple of them. I wanted to adopt a couple of them. There was a taxi driver that was like, can we keep him? I want him to be my tour guide. I don't know. He can show me a parking lot, and this will be awesome. <laughs> they sound like uh, uh... <laughs> Some of them it's I think do. I mean, it just depends. There's, there's full-on, like, great, great thick accents, and then there's other ones that I was like, excuse me, and then there's a few more that were – uh, they just had to slow down. A lot of it was talking fast, but then I'd say, excuse me, could you repeat that? And have the, I have no idea what you just said, and they'd look at me. There was a couple of them that would look at me like, oh, wow, say that again. And we had the say that again <laughs> conversation with each other. It was great. At one point um, in one pub, we had an Englishman. This sounds like a lead-up to a joke. An Englishman, yeah. a Scots person, and, and an American sitting at a table. <laughs> it sounds like a joke. It sounds like a really good joke, but unfortunately, it's, it's a true story. <laughs> it's a true story. It was great. It was wonderful. I, I would love to know who paid the bill at the end of that. I don't even remember who did. I think... I think I did. Of course. <laughs> but I got Scotch money out of it. I got Scotch money out of it. Scotch money? Scotch money? Uh, so I've got British pounds and sterling. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm collecting my plastic money. It's great. Isn't that a wonderful thing about this world where you could go and you could go into a bar and you could, you'll sit with other people. Um, everyone is from different and diverse backgrounds and you could sit, you could talk, not get into like any petty arguments. It, it just sit and have a drink. If the whole world could do that, it'd be a better place. We just need a bigger pub. Yes, we need a bigger pub for the world. Uh, by the way, uh, I hate to ask the question, but in Scotland, if you sit on a couch 
Is it Scotchgard? <laughs> uh, only in the castle. Oh, gotcha. Which they have many. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you had fun. And to all of our friends there or in Scotland or wherever you're listening to tonight, we um, thank you for joining us and uh, being with us. Uh, our, my world traveler over here. Uh, <laughs> I'm able to live vicariously through her as she takes these trips. And um, That's one thing I would say, that if you have an opportunity to travel to, you know, backyards of others and immerse in uh, the wonderful things that it is to offer, you know, even if I travel outside of, my humble abodes here, and I, even if I go to another state, I can't even imagine what that would be like in another country. But I'm always amazed at the landscape, because wherever you go, there's always a different landscape. No landscape is the same. It's like snowflakes. Um, you know, the sky is different. The air is different. You know, the atmosphere and the people are different. You know, I don't have to tell any of you who have been able to travel uh, – even if you're able to get to, if you can't get overseas, you know, travel to other cities and towns, you know, um, kind of take a look at where others are. You know, don't always feel that you have to be cooped up where you're at. Uh, you learn a lot by getting out. So, yeah, it's March 31st, as I said earlier at the beginning of the broadcast. Today is National Crayon Day. Do you still like drawing I love me crayons? Some crayons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually I do. Give me a coloring book and a bunch of crayons and I am entertained. <laughs> it is also National Prom Day. It is Take Down Tobacco National Day of Action. It is National Clams on the Half Shell Day. It's National Bunsen Burner Day. And it's National Tater Day today Uh, (laughs) so those are a few of the things that uh, we have going on uh, leading out of March and then um, tomorrow it's April 1st please don't do any horrible uh, April Fool's jokes (laughs) I know people like to do them and I was trying to think of like a lighthearted one this year. I didn't want to do it. So <laughs> please don't. Um, you know, like faking your death. Like, oh, so-and-so died. You'd be like, what? It's not funny. <laughs> um, National Handmaid Day is tomorrow. National Love Our Children Day. It's National Sourdough Bread Day. National One Cent Day. And, of course, April Fool's Day. April 2nd brings us Geologist Day. It is World Autism Awareness Day. Uh, National Education and Sharing Day is also on the 2nd. And then it is National Ferret Day. (laughs) I don't like ferrets. I know you hate ferrets, but I like ferrets. I don't like ferrets. (laughs) Um. It is also National Reconciliation Day. Uh, Also, too, Sunday is Palm Sunday. 
Um, wow, already. And it's National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. By the way, favorite wow. jelly, strawberry. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I have yet to meet a jelly I didn't like. <laughs> Ooh, apple butter jelly. Ooh. Oh, yes. That is my fave. I take it yes. back. <laughs> yes. Um, so then the third is National I'm going to get this so wrong, and don't at me. P. Writing Day, or Lep Writing Day, I'm not familiar with that. Um, National Film Score Day. World Party Day. Uh, April 3rd is also National Find a Rainbow Day. It's National Tweed Day. (laughs) And it's National Chocolate Moose Day. And then on Tuesday... National Vitamin C Day. It's Jeep 4x4 Day. It is uh, National Chicken Cordon Blue Day. It is also uh, Sam Day of Action. So uh, it's S-A-A-M. And the first Tuesday in April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Uh, And that day of action provides a day to focus on awareness on sexual violence prevention. Uh, nationally recognized in the United States and observed annually as part of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, Sam Day of Action provides tools and resources throughout the campaign. Uh, so that is coming up on that day. It's also National School Librarian Day, National Hug a News Person Day, and National Walk Around Things Day. Uh, April 5th, which is Wednesday, Passover begins. Uh, it is First Contact Day. It's Gold Star Spouses Day. National Flash Drive Day, not National Flashing Day, National Flash Drive Day. Um, Day. It is National Nebraska Day, National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Uh, It is Child Help National Day of Hope, National Read a Roadmap Day, which a lot of people don't do anymore, Uh, Caramel Day, National Raisin and Spice Bar Day, National Walking Day, and National Go for Broke Day. Um, okay. And then on the 6th, it is National Employees Benefits Day. It is National Carbonara Day. National Burrito Day is on the 6th. Just tell you that now. You can <laughs> have a Carbonara way, Burrito? Yeah. And by the way, I didn't plan this, but April 6th is also National Tartan Day. <laughs> um <laughs> It's also National Alcohol Screening Day, National Teflon Day, National Student Athlete Day, National Caramel Popcorn Day, National Sorry Charlie Day, <laughs> and according to, the cal- yeah, according to the calendar, April 6th is New Beer's Eve. Okay. So here's the thing. Um... It looks like National Beer Day following day, and I'm kind of looking just to confirm that. Yes, National Beer Day, which is next Friday, so to kind of give you a a, a heads up. So it's New Beer's Eve where you're supposed to stock up on beer. Um, Next Friday, it is Good Friday. 
Uh, it's also a National Girl Me Too Day. It's National No Housework Day, or as I call it at my house, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was going to say every day. <laughs> yes. It's also National Coffee Cake Day, and as I said, National Beer Day. Uh, that is next Friday. So, yeah, that's the week ahead. Um, that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, one quick thing. I know you love this time of year because baseball is back here in the United States. Uh, baseball season started yesterday. I know normally what we would do is we would play who's on first. <laughs> normally what Still we would that do. Skit. Huh? Still love that skit. If we have time tonight, maybe I'll play it. (laughs) But one baseball note here. Remember the last few weeks I've been telling you about minor league teams doing particular things? There's something new to add. The AA Erie Seawolves unveiled an alternate identity highlighting one of Western Pennsylvania's favorite regional foods. Uh, If you've not been to Western Pennsylvania, pepperoni balls are popular there. And so uh, they start uh, making them somewhere around 1961. And so the Erie uh, Sea Wolves will play as the Erie Pepperoni Balls this year. so yeah, it's uh, kind of a cool thing. Well, they'll do that um, a couple of games in August. So if you're in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, go get yourself uh, pepperoni balls. Uh, <laughs> 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 pepperoni balls, Jersey. It's good to have. Um, like I said, we're kind of tonight going to take some things out. Um, I did have a story tonight about a. Um, Miley Cyrus and um, Dolly Parton song that was banned um, from a Wisconsin school class concert. Eh, we'll save it for another week. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to do Retro Moment of the Week. When we come back, we'll do some yay or nay. We'll probably have some potpourri with a couple of stories. Uh, we will do the Smoking Gun Files. I'll also have the LeVar Files. And I thought about After Dark tonight. I don't know why. Maybe If not, if we don't get to it tonight, it will definitely be next week. But Because I want to prep Mary for this, and she just got back. We don't want to overwhelm her with all these different things. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe, just maybe, we might fill that time with a little who's on first. But we'll see. But uh, so much going on tonight. But that's what you're here for. Uh, Retro Mode of the Week is next. Stay tuned. We'll have more Page Well at LeVar Mary here in just a moment. Let her put you in the driver's seat. Let her take you anywhere at all. This vacation really lets yourself go. Go Hertz Class. With a new Chevrolet or other fine car, you'll see things you've never seen before. Do things.
things you've never done before. Hertz lets you change the pace completely. Go where you want, when you want. If you wish, take up to 20 months to pay with the new Hertz revolving credit plan. So why hold yourself back? You get a rest while Hertz does the rest. Just let Hertz put you in the driver's seat. Is it over yet? and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one with LaVar and Mary on this Friday night. March 31st, 2023. Glad to be back with you. Um, you know, before we even kind of go into anything else <laughs> we got to do, I'll go ahead and I'll do the LeVar files for you right now because normally it would probably be before the break. But, you know, I have learned in a short time that if one is to read copy that is put before them, you probably want to make sure that you read ahead. Sometimes you always don't get a chance to do that. And with that kind of comes bad results. This is the case of Florida Representative Will Robinson Jr., who was duped into reading fake names during a hearing. If you haven't heard it yet, or if you haven't seen the clip, he, for all instances here, wasn't aware of what he did and truly thought that the he read were real. If you see the person next to him that also helped to take these names in, you can see the look of doubt on their face as to two of those names that he that he read. What were those names that he read? Take a listen to the clip, and then we'll discuss. Key, Florida Station of Counties, waves in opposition. Pamela Birch Fort, Florida State Conference of NAACP Branches, waves in opposition. Anita Dick is an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. Waves in opposition. Uh, Jimmy, only Jimmy, 
Florida, Florida, apartment. Yeah, you heard the two names that he read. So, yes, once again, why it is so important to probably go ahead and read those ahead of time. Poor Representative Will Robinson Jr. became quite viral after that. And that is from today's LeVar Files. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Kept going, though. And kept it serious. Like, bravo on that, but wow. Kept going. No word if Oliver Klozoff had any objections as well. Because we've talked about this quite frequently on this show. Uh, And this is in regards to the work-at-home situation. What they are finding now, and an update here, is that more companies now are backtracking on earlier pledges to let employees work from home on a full or part-time basis. Across industries, major corporations, including Disney, Twitter, and Starbucks, are requiring employees to spend more time at the office. While half of employers say that flexible work arrangements have worked well for their companies, 33% who plan to adopt a permanent virtual or hybrid model have changed their minds from a year ago, according to a January 2023 report from Monster. Uh, Mark Benoff, the CEO of Salesforce, is the latest leader to appear to reverse course after embracing remote work and criticizing return-to-office mandates. Salesforce was among the first tech companies to tell employees they didn't have to come back to the office, declaring that the 9-to-5 workday is dead when it announced a permanent flexible working model in 2021. Earlier this month, however, he said that he knows uh, empirically that new hires perform better, quote, if they're in the office meeting people, being onboarded, being trained on, the, uh, on one of the uh, podcasts here. His comments come amid new reports that Salesforce will require employees to up their in-office time. He says our hybrid approach empowers leaders to make decisions for their teams about how and where they work. And uh, as recession fears loom and layoffs mount, the power pendulum is swinging back towards bosses, and more companies could seize in a moment to get their employees back to the office. And uh, meanwhile, managers who felt that they had less leverage during the prolonged hiring shortage now feel they have more power in negotiations with employees, especially when it comes to office attendance. Uh, when executives were scrambling to retain workers, they were afraid to ask workers to come back to the office and lose them e- even more talent because the workers had made their distaste for the office very clear, according to the president of the Career Life Alliance Services. Uh, for some companies, remote work accommodations offered at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic were emergency measures that executives don't believe are sustainable for the long term. Now that the pandemic is entering its endemic phase, more managers are comfortable asking people to resume their pre-pandemic commutes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I had a feeling it was going to get to this. Uh, and by the uh-huh. way, remote job opportunities are dwindling. In December, 
2022, remote jobs made up less than 14% of postings advertised on LinkedIn, which was down from 20.6% in March of 2022. Um, So is this good for everyone to be back in to the office after kind of being away for so long? It's almost kind of like after two years now, you've got to readjust to another norm. Can you see at some point people saying, eh, no, I'd much rather kind of go back home and start my own business? Or Because now there's so much stuff out there, which a lot of people could do side hustles. Um, do you see that number going back up with businesses or them backtracking now on those promises? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, that was going to be the – going to be the swing that we needed to have anyway um is it right i don't know is it happening absolutely do i see it like i see the benefit for being in the office there's collaboration that can't happen well over teams or skype or zoom um there's a lot of independent work that's really great to do from home so i see where that is a benefit as well um New hires, definitely. I can see why that would be, we need you in the office. We need you to know our culture. We need you to, to live by our culture. And this is what we're, you know, this is our plan. This is our identity. And you need to be part of that machine, for lack of a better term. Um, be part of that hive mind or not. And it's hard to see if somebody fits if they're not in the office. So I get what's happening, and I understand the dynamic of it. I don't know how that's going to be sustainable, especially when there are people that do very well and have high performance not in the office. Right. But then again, there's a lot of people that are, again, in the office. I work with one. I am much better, leave me alone unless I need you, um, for my job, unfortunately, with my job and what I'm working on currently, my big project, um, I need access to people. And that means I need to be like, I need to see their face because when they say this doesn't work, there's usually a, a nonverbal cue that says what it is that doesn't work. Okay. Is it not working? Like you're frustrated it's not working or is it not working as in this is something that we need to have in order to make my life easy. And that looks different when you say this isn't working. Like, I can say this isn't working. And my face can tell you it's not only not working, but it's frustrating, it's causing me problems, and I'm losing productivity. Or it's not working, it's annoying, but I'm getting around it. There's a lot that that cannot be conveyed via Teams, Zoom, Skype, all of the, you know, chat, whatever – new chat thing is out there for working from home. So I get it. I understand it. I don't know how it's going to be sustainable long-term. We are moving into a hybrid model. There are people that are working from home that are like, I know my worth, I know my job, and I can work from anywhere doing this thing. If I could figure out how to parlay my talent into working from home, I'd, I'd never leave the house. Um, unfortunately, I, I have to see people. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I get it. I knew, I saw that writing on the wall a few months ago. 
it will be interesting to see how the employee uh, adjusts to having to go back into the office. Um, I think for a lot of people, especially if their lifestyle has now changed, you know, for a lot of people who have started families or uh, those who have kind of changed their schedules around to now adjust to their families being there at home, that's going to be tough to probably go back to the office. I think you could see a lot of Mm -hmm. those people who have kids, um, you know, try to look for more family, quote, friendly options. Um, So if you have someone in that that falls into that particular uh, grouping, uh, I know for quite a few people who either have now, you know, kids who are about a year or two old uh, who were born during this time of COVID who have now have their schedules so well etched uh, around their kids being there or getting their kids and being able to get them, I think a return to the office would probably be a no for a lot of those people. Um, I don't think it will affect the younger set. Um, I don't think it will really affect too much of the older set. But for those middle-of-the-road people, you could see a seismic shift to those people wanting to probably explore more of the being uh, at home and working from home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Could, could happen. And again, I didn't say that it was a it was the right thing to do or a wrong thing to do, but it is the shift no. that was pretty evident that yeah. it was coming back. Oh, yeah. No, eventually it, it was headed that way. Um, yay or nay time. So we've got a few stories here tonight. Um, since this baseball season, uh, leave it to Mary's beloved Chicago Cubs to debut. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are a lot of food options at Major League ballparks this year, brand new, uh, usually to drum up fan excitement. Uh, there are a few reports of, of course, ridiculous sandwiches or over-the-top frozen drinks. Um, for the fans attending games at Wrigley Field, there is an exception. Uh, Oatly, O-A-T-L-Y, the Swedish brand of oat milk that earlier this year announced a partnership with a Chicago-based uh, Intelligentsia Coffee, has installed soft-serve machines dispensing chocolate and vanilla plant-based ice creams made without dairy. Uh, Now, while baseball stadiums are known for hot dogs, popcorn, and peanuts, fans have been, uh, it seems, hungering for more choices. Meat-free burgers and hot dogs have been part of the ballpark experience for nearly a decade. Uh, PETA even released an annual ranking of the most vegan-friendly baseball stadiums in America, um... I will say here in Chicago, Wrigley, and Guaranteed Rate Field, PETA's top ten. This is a meat town. Sorry, PETA, it's not going to happen. Um, not going to happen. But this, this is the first year that Oatly has supplied the ice cream to MLB stadiums. Uh, the plant-based dessert is also available in New York at Yankee Stadium and at Globe Life Field, uh, home of the Texas Rangers. Um, the – yeah, I don't uh, – <laughs> Leave ice cream alone. I, I don't. I mean, I get it. 
a lot more people, yay or nay, first of all, to a vegan, soft serve, plant based uh, ice cream? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have frozen yogurt. I know that's not vegan, but I have frozen yogurt. Froyo, great. So why not? I try it. I try it. I'm not saying that that's going to be my go to, but I try it. I'm a dipping dots gal. Ballparks are frozen made, lemonades. But ballparks are made for the bad stuff that you're not supposed to have. It's like the last holy place that you could go and like raise your cholesterol Just level. Just bring back the lemon shake-up. <laughs> yes. Or the lemon chill. That's vegan. Lemon chill. <laughs> That's vegan. Lemons are somehow not vegan anymore. I want like fatty ice cream that you know isn't good for you. I want to make sure that my hot dog is a hot dog. That it was made from a bunch of meat that got pieced together to look like a hot dog. <laughs> I want my hamburger my pizza. I want my popcorn flattered in butter or was like so buttery along with my beer. I don't want plant-based. I'm not thinking about eating healthy in a ballpark. Uh, then you have your options. Not me. Because I want you my eat, lips and if you want to eat healthy in my at a hot ballpark, dogs as well. Yes. I was gonna say if you want to eat healthy at a ballpark, go go to the opera. California. <laughs> Man. Leave my ballpark food alone. You're already messed up. So it's taking- A for you. I already messed up by taking straws away, you know, try to be eco-conscious. Straws away? Yeah, a lot of places don't really offer. If you if you do get a straw, it's not the traditional plastic straw. It's those paper straws. Um, I'm going to say nay. You say yay, I say nay. Um, also, um, <laughs> uh, director, writer, and actor John Favreau, received his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And at the ceremony, uh, his good friend and Iron Man co-star Robert Downey Jr. promptly put his used chewing gum on it. So where did that gum go? Supposedly eBay. A seller has listed a piece of used chewing gum that they claim came from Downey uh, from his mouth to his hands. The listing uh, is on eBay. Uh, the bidding started at a whopping 30 I think it was uh, $55,000. Uh, as of uh, a couple of days ago, there were no bids. <laughs> Yay or nay to buy uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s no. chewing gum? <laughs> no. Not unless you can prove without a shadow of a doubt that his DNA is on it and that somehow I can have his baby. No. How about Chris Evans? Oh, yeah, no, Chris Evans definitely, again, if you can prove that his DNA is on it, and I can have his baby. Although, normally, I only take direct deposit, so, Chris, if you're out there, <laughs> look me By up. By the way, um, Chris is here in town this weekend in Chicago because he is at the C2E2 convention this weekend. Ooh. Yes. He will be here this weekend in Chicago. <laughs> um. I thought about going to try to get you an autographed picture. 
He's I adorable. I, I don't I don't care. He's adorable, and I would keep him locked in my basement forever. It's amazing. I'm not <laughs> creepy at all. No, it's not. It's not creepy. I think if a woman says it, it's a little bit more creepy if a guy says. It. <laughs> if a guy talks about locking somebody up in his basement, it comes off as creepy. If a woman says it, it's like, oh well, she just loves him. That's all. We don't take it seriously. Right. So plus yeah. he's Captain America. So you know, like, how am I going to keep him locked up? Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's um, America's ass. Yeah. Now, you know that one of the things that I am is that I am a hugger. Um, as, huh? As am I. Yes. So, if getting your arms around a sweet little baby bear is on your bucket list, there's a new job opening for you. The New Mexico Department of Game and Fish is looking to add some professional bear huggers to their team in the form of new conservation officers. You must have the ability to hike in strenuous conditions, have the courage to crawl into a bear den, and have the trust in your coworkers to keep you safe during the process. Uh, the official job description doesn't specifically say that hugging bears is a requirement, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, according to photos of conservation officers cradling bear cubs during a recent task. Applicants, however, are required to have a bachelor's degree. Those chosen for the team will have to also relocate to New Mexico. Anyone interested can check out the job listing at the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish website. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, because we weren't here last week, the application deadline was as of yesterday. But yay or nay to being a bear hugger? <laughs> I mean, if they're not friends, then why are they friends, Jake? Um, uh, yes, I would, I would cuddle bears. Problem. Even little ones are super strong, so I would probably get taken out pretty quickly. And Mama may not like me, although I'm really good with parents. So maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be a bear hugger? Oh, I'd love to be a bear hugger. You know I like hugging. Quit. And then you add a fuzzy animal to it? Absolutely. Can I hug koalas? That would be better. Those are even more dangerous. I know. I got to hold a hawk, though. No, an owl. I got to hold a big owl while I was in Scotland. Pray, man. An owl. Who? <laughs> I see the look on your face. <laughs> you fell for yes. it. I did. The first time I fell for it. The second time I was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. But that's quite interesting, though. It kind of picks you up, doesn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was super soft and fluffy. Like, <laughs> much fluffier than I thought. Like, if I could have grabbed the thing... Instead of just holding it, you know, like if I could have had both hands around it and grabbed it, it would have squished a lot. The person I went with got the small one. I got the big one. (laughs) Yeah, it always freaked me out by seeing the owl turn its head. But, yeah. (laughs) Hmm. 
Awesome. And video. Ah. All right. We'll have to see that. Uh, we all know Lunchables, the miniature snack pack filled with pieces of ham and crackers or small DIY pizzas that have excited American children for years. Now, Lunchables won't only be available at grocery stores nationwide, but at schools where children can buy them directly or receive them through a free lunch program announced by Kraft Heinz. Starting this year, school administrators will be able to buy two different Lunchable offerings for the 2023-2024 school year, turkey and cheddar cracker stacker and extra cheesy pizza. Uh, They say that the two Lunchables now meet national school lunch program guidelines and have a specialized recipe that incorporates more protein and whole grains, reduced saturated fat and sodium, and an increased serving size. According to Kraft Heinz, the turkey and cheddar option comes in 3.5-ounce containers, includes two-ounce equivalents of meat or meat alternative, and one-ounce equivalent of grain, and meets whole grain-rich criteria. The pizza option is a five-ounce container. It also includes the two-ounce equivalents of meat-meat alternative, two-ounce equivalents of grain, of red-orange vegetables, and meets whole grain-rich criteria. Yay or nay to Lunchables now being available at school? I mean, yay. Problem I see coming up is the meat alternative part. You know some mom (laughs) is going to get mad about the alternative. Right. (laughs) We can eat out. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody's going to sue because they're going to be like, I thought my meat was meat, but it's meat alternative. Yeah. Um, Lunchables coming to a school near you. Um, Also, from the yay or nay, I I don't even know if I want to put this in yay or nay, and now I'm kind of debating it. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, All of us are travelers, and the Transportation Security Administration's set of rules for safe travel in disguise have evolved over the years as threats foreign and domestic make themselves known. Uh, Still, those rules sometimes result in a bit of confusion. And by one man's account, a lot of nuttiness. Uh, on March 15th, a Twitter user, whose real name is uh, Patrick Neve, recounted that on a recent trip through the airport, his stop in the TSA line left him scratching his head. He says, I tried to take peanut butter through airport security. The TSA said, sorry, no liquids, gels, or aerosols. Uh, his tweet has garnered 10.5 million views and over 1,000 comments. He says, I want you to tell me which of these things you think peanut butter is. His tweet ignited a flurry of responses on social media ranging from confusion to (laughs) incredulity with folks far and wide sharing their own experiences in airport securities. person saying that they got flagged for a giant bag of melted gummy bears. (laughs) Um, But um, one person said that they once bought a full silt jar of Nutella. As part of their lunch of the airplane, they took it away from them and threw it away. Um, and still, a lot of people took the side of TSA, citing that peanut butter does, in fact, fit into one of those categories. They say it is a gel. Um, out of those three, they said uh, gel, but more of a paste. But TSA caught wind of his viral tweet and responded to everything. Uh, by <laughs> pretty much uh, using a lot of humor, 
as they put peanut butter, a liquid has no definitive shape. It takes a shape dictated by its container. Um, they considered peanut butter a liquid. And carry-on, it needs to be 3.4 ounces or less. <laughs> um, as such, its quantity is limited to 3.4 ounces. Uh, they frequently seek to remind travelers, if you spill it, spray it, spread it, pump it, or pour it, that it's subject to the 3.4-ounce limitation. And it is I'm a liquid. I'm wondering why you need, like, a full jar of peanut butter on the plane. What are you doing on the plane, flown on a 11-hour flight? And during that 11 hours, I couldn't eat an entire jar of peanut butter. I don't care how hungry I was. I'm on the side of PSA on this one. <laughs> I am, too. Because I am, too. I, and I'm trying to think. There's no reason for it. No, there isn't. <laughs> There's no reason Put it for in it. A, Take three ounces. Three ounces is a lot more than people realize. Take three ounces of peanut butter, and then you're good to go. That I'm not mad at. I'm on TSA side. Yes, I'm on. If TSA I have side. to, if I have to pack my, if I have to pack my mascara in my liquids bag, then I'm. Your peanut butter's going in the liquids bag too. Be traveling that long and that far to need, like you said, a big jar of peanut butter. On top of that, really? Like, are you really that hard up for peanut butter that you need an entire jar that you can't buy it there? Right. And if you don't think that you could buy it there, ship it ahead. <laughs> or live without it. Like, uh, I just, I, there are very, 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 very few instances which I would go, okay, I understand. But those are medical and even then, peanut butter? Really? Question mark? <laughs> what do you need peanut yeah. butter? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I, I need it for my arthritis. I need my peanut butter. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> like, I can understand peanut butter for, like, diabetes, something like a hearty snack. But, again, do you need an entire jar? No. I need my peanut no. butter on this flat. Yes. Gotta rub it on my feet. Right. Oh, yeah. And finally, for the A or Day file, uh, well, a Chinese startup has invented a long distance kissing machine that transmits users' kiss data collected through motion sensors hidden in silicone lips, which simultaneously move when replaying kisses received. Uh, moi named after the sound people commonly make when blowing a kiss, also captures and replays sound and warms up slightly during kissing, making the experience more authentic, <laughs> according to the Be- Beijing-based Sufeshi. Uh, users can even download kissing data, submit it via an accompanying app by other users. The invention was inspired by lockdown isolation, at their most uh, severe, China's lockdown saw authorities forbid residents to leave their apartments for months on end. One said, I was in a relationship back then, but I couldn't meet my girlfriend due to lockdowns. De- uh, uh, Zhao Zhanbo, who is a student at the Beijing Film Academy, said he focused his graduate project on the lack of physical intimacy and video calls, 
He later, he later set up uh, Sweet Fuchs with Release Moi, its first product on the 22nd of January. The device is priced at 261 or $38. And the two weeks after its release, the firm sold over 3,000 kissing machines and received about 20,000 orders. The Moi resembles a mobile stand with colorless purse uh, lips protruding from the front. To use it, lovers must download an app on their smartphones and pair their kissing machines. When they kiss the device, it kisses back. The device is available in several colors with the same unisex lips. It has received mixed reviews, with some users saying it was intriguing, whereas others said it made them feel uncomfortable. Among the top complaints was its lack of tongue. Online reviewers were mixed. One person described it as feeling like, quote, a warm pacifier. Very uncomfortable. It doesn't feel like a real kiss, they said on Chinese online shopping platform Taobao. Others said it helped their long-distance relationships. In the past, I could see her, but I can't touch her. But now there's a product that helps us to realize the kiss. Another reviewer said it was a fun product, even if you're single. Some commentators on social media site Weibo also expressed concern that the device could be used for online erotic content, which is strictly regulated in China. They said, uh, Zhao said his company complies with regulations, but that, quote, there's little that we could do as far as how people use the device. Ma is not the first remote kissing device. Researchers at Tokyo's University of Electrocommunications invented a kiss transmission machine in 2011, and Malaysia's Imagineering Institute made a similar gadget called the Kissinger in 2016. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, oh, my God. Okay. Where are this? Well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. This is going to be a real time. Um, unfortunately, I see um, your pictures are trying to come through, but here's what I'm going to see. In real time, I'm going to actually send you the article. It's going to have a picture of what the machine looks like. Uh, yay or nay? No. <laughs> to the moi. I didn't even open the article. I'm just looking at the thumbnail. No. I just... Oh. I know that there are people out there. This is Clona Willie gone wrong. This is oh, there are so many lonely people out there that don't understand interactions and that's this is a blow up doll without having the doll. I just it's so bad. It's bad. It's gonna end up on social media with what's her name. Along with the ears. Oh, it's our new OnlyFans. Only kisses. <laughs> Copyright. Oh my gosh. Well, so wrong. So wrong. It's so wrong. Well, you'd do it for I, Randolph I, I mean, Scott. It's a, <laughs> I would do it for Randolph Scott. I absolutely would. You know, he's got some soft lips. I'm just saying. No, I just. <laughs> Oh, there's so many things that are wrong with it. <laughs> I get the idea. I understand the concept. But humans are sick and twisted. So it's a very innocent concept. 
that's going to get twisted so quickly already. Yep. And it's Chinese, so you know everybody's freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah. steal state secrets with the kissing machine. <laughs> yep. So that was yay or day. Um, since we have a couple of moments left here tonight, um, let's do a couple of smoking gun file stories. Uh, like I said, I, I get, I, I try not to do smoking gun stories that result in uh, we don't condone any type of uh, abuse by one person towards another. But these stories are just so weird. Um, I will tell you among some of the stories. Um, one of them is about a person who was slapped in the face with a slice of pizza. You'll find that story there. Uh, there was also one about a older gentleman who used a uh, 52-year-old who made, quote, a spring break mistake. You'll see that story. Uh, one who threw a 39-year-old woman, Florida woman, uh, who struck her 68-year-old boyfriend in the eye with a thrown avocado. (laughs) But among the oddest story this week that was found on the smoking gun, and I will try to tell this story um, as clean as I can. Um, (laughs) This story comes uh, from Florida, but... Of course. Yeah, where it says a sexual threesome dissolved into a violent encounter that resulted in two of the participants, a woman and a man, in handcuffs, but not the fuzzy pink kind. According to arrest reports, the threesome occurred early Monday at a residence in Marathon in the Florida Keys. The home's occupants, Stephen Lopez and Angelica Vasquez, told police that they were in an open relationship and had invited uh, Della Draper over to, quote, have sexual intercourse. Lopez said he met Draper while driving for a marathon taxi service and, quote, gave her his Facebook information. Lopez and Vasquez told cops that while the two, or while the trio, was having sex, extremely disrespectful, prompting the couple to request that she leave the residence. (laughs) According to Draper... She became upset when Lopez and Vasquez, quote, tried to dominate her sexually inside the house. Draper told police that she then told Stephen that he, quote, had a little appendage and that his wife had a um, stank private part. (laughs) (laughs) The confrontation ensued with Draper alleging that she was, uh, at that point, then Podge had her hair pulled and was thrown outside. As she drove away from the home, Draper added, a cinder block was thrown through the rear window. Lopez and Vacquez said that when Draper, seated on the couch, refused to leave their home, they then removed her by picking her up and placing her down outside the front door of the residence. She then got in her car and drove the vehicle backwards towards the home's front door where Lopez and Vacquez were standing. After the auto struck his left leg, he said he threw the cinder block at the Nissan. How you do that once your leg gets hit by a car, I don't know. Draper did exit the car. Vasquez told police uh, fighting then pursued. There were charges. Lopez charged with a felony for throwing the cinder block. 
Vasquez hit with a misdemeanor battery account for allegedly striping Draper, while Lopez bought it out of jail. Vasquez remains in custody. And Draper, who is a mother of two and works as a housekeeper, was not charged in connection with that. But she was arrested yesterday for felony aggravated battery for allegedly striking another sexual partner in his face with a glass face partially filled with gravel and rock. <laughs> All this after the fact. <laughs> so no. My goodness. Having open relationships sometimes is not a good thing <laughs> at all. Sometimes. <laughs> good Lord, man. That's a lot of drama. A lot of drama. <laughs> so no. Yeah, the problem is there's a common denominator. Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> this is why, okay, so that's why open relationships don't work sometimes. The right people, it's not going to work. I shake my head. Like, I'm sure there are people out there that can have an open relationship and not get jealous and not have problems, but you add more people, that's more drama. End of story. Yes. Wow. Um, Before we leave you tonight, (laughs) um, there was one more um, interesting story that I – it was in regards to um, the – probably now just lost the story, but it was in regards to the top animals – or the top animals in the United States. An analysis of Google search data in 180 countries found the world's most favorite animals. In the United States, the majestic tiger came out on top, and camels came in second. Uh, it was almost no contest. The tiger, came, uh, the tiger came out on top in almost every state, including here in Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin. As for the rest of the world, the U.K. pan searches for cats the most. Morocco is curious about seals. And Costa Ricans yearn to know more about the penguin. I am not sure that while you were over in the U.K. if there was a lot of discussion about dolphins. But, uh, yes. <laughs> I, wow. Okay. There you go. Camels, huh? Yes. Camels. The one hump or two hump kind. Um, <laughs> there's a joke with that, and I'm going to let that be. Lobbed it to you. <laughs> and with that being said, the old clock on the wall is telling us that it's just about time for us to go. Uh, any shout-outs tonight? Um, I'm had one of my family members had a birthday this past week, so happy birthday to her. Um, we had a birthday while I was gone for one of the mermaids, so happy birthday to her. It was her golden birthday. Um, thank you to the people that put me up and met me out in the 
travels throughout the UK because I didn't just stay in England. I did go out, like I said, to Scotland, um, and there will be more shenanigans that way. Um, and uh, there's, I know for sure there's a couple of Discord people that tune in, so thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it, being supportive through Discord and through Twitch. Um, so that's all I've got. How about you, sir? Actually, I do have a couple because we haven't really been here the last couple of weeks. Um, this past Monday was my mom's birthday, so happy birthday, Mom. Uh, Yay! And also a congratulations. It's been a couple of weeks, but uh, a fine gentleman who I sometimes do other podcasts with, a gentleman by the name of DJ Wahid, got married. Uh, congratulations to him. And, Yay! Uh, yeah, I got married in the Philippines, actually. Uh, so, oh, congrats! Uh, yeah, so um, congratulations to him. Uh, best wishes. And I would actually have to say, besides that, uh, hello to everyone that is listening tonight. Thank you so much for tuning back in. We're excited to be back. Uh, baseball season is upon us. So, <laughs> with that being said. Uh, the schedule here gets a little weird over the next few weeks, but just make sure to uh, tune in on Twitter. Uh, hopefully there will be some upcoming 401 lounges. Um, but, no, it's it's good to be back. It's good to hear your voice. It's good to be back in the saddle doing this again and doing it with you. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been it. Uh, hopefully next week um, – will be a lot better for all of us health-wise. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I have anything else. I, I know what the sad thing is. is that, oh, you know what? I did have something else. First first day back, you know what we forgot? <laughs> uh. Got to take a look at what's trending. Oh, no. <laughs> Almost forgot again. Uh, tonight, I will tell you, uh, the only thing that is pretty much trending uh, besides the storms here, uh, trending number one overall is today is Trans Day of Visibility um, and marches which were happening worldwide for that. Uh, to those marching, uh, we see you and we hear you. And also trending tonight, Little Rock, because as I stated at the top of the show, large tornado touched down in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, touched down in the northwestern side of the city. Reports indicate that one of the local fire stations has suffered heavy damage. Many homes in the area also damaged severely. Um, so definitely throughout the evening, uh, if that's going on, um, be on the lookout. Uh, April Fool's is trending ahead of tomorrow. Um as someone quoted here, quite frankly, uh, April Fool's is coming, and I hope that we should remind ourselves that pregnancy pranks, death pranks, and especially calling a uh, grab food delivery rider to do a prank order is and will never be a good prank. You can do whatever prank, but please refrain yourself from doing that. Um, also trending tonight is uh, – I well, there's a lot of Morgan Freeman trending tonight – uh, just people trending different things about Morgan Freeman. Um, and then 
I also don't want to know why Christopher Walken is trending. <laughs> uh, I guess it's his birthday today. Uh, so that is also trending. So, yeah, quite a few things. I'm surprised that SmackDown wasn't trending on this Friday night. But then again, WrestleMania will be trending throughout the weekend as that's taking place. Final Four is this weekend. Also, Basketball Hall of Fame is expected to be announced tomorrow. Uh, among some of the names that are on that list, a couple of uh, longtime favorites. But I know among that list that stand out, if it is true, uh, Becky Hammond uh, and uh, Coach uh, Greg Popovich are on that list, supposedly. Uh, two great representatives of the game of basketball. And if that is true and they're in, uh, congratulations to them. So, uh, yeah, so sports is on the docket this weekend. There's baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, and college basketball. And, uh, yeah, uh, I know where I'll be in front of TV. <laughs> so with that, uh, glad that you were back. Glad that uh, you had a good time in the U.K., um, I don't know if they had, is there a lot of talk about the upcoming coronation there? Uh, yes, there are like, I didn't realize this, but different areas have parties, whistles and prizes. Oh, it's a big deal. One of the funny things I did find though was bobbleheads and dancing queens. How can one get in on this raffle? Uh, it's a pound a ticket, and you have to know somebody. Oh. And winner need be present? <laughs> no, actually, surprisingly. Oh. Uh, if anybody in the U.K. knows about that, I would love to get in on that raffle. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> but I digress. And with that, uh, thanks so much for listening to us, everybody. We'll be back with you again next Friday night, uh, which is Good Friday, I believe. Uh, so we'll be here with you. And until next we meet, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend and week ahead. And thanks for listening. Bye. You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 